I'd like to now turn our thoughts toward the Bible. And I'd like to have us look at this story. We're, many of us are familiar with this story, the rich young ruler. But I'd like to look at it with fresh eyes. As I was reading through this passage, turn with me to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 to 22. Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 to 22. It's nice to hear Bibles being turned. So I decided not to put it up on the screen so we could look at it ourselves. Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 to 22. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So he said to me, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 20. The young man said to him, All these things have I kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. As I pondered this passage, one thing really struck out in my mind. I said to God, Lord, what are, you, what are you trying to tell me through this passage? I've heard many sermons about this, but what is it that you are telling me? And this morning I want to share with you what God has shared with me. If you look at verse 20, let's look at that again. Jesus just finished telling him, honor your father and mother, don't steal, so forth and so on. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, the young man, the young man said to Jesus, I'm sorry, all these things have I kept from my youth. What lack I yet? What lack I yet? I got to thinking about that. You know, here I am, I, I'm, I, I live overseas, I'm serving God. I pay my tithe. I'm doing all the right things. I have all the right, on the outward appearances, I'm doing all the right stuff. This young man was doing all the right stuff. Jesus, what lack I yet? What am I missing? There was something in this young man's life. He had all the right things. He was perhaps a part of the Sanhedrin. Maybe he's a member of that. He had prestige. He had power. He had the titles behind his name. But something in his life was missing. He goes to Jesus, Lord, what is it that I'm missing? What is it that I'm missing? A principle that I've learned from reading this story is the principle of sacrifice. Sacrifice. What is sacrifice? By definition, sacrifice as a noun is the offering of animal, plant, or human life or of some material possession to a deity, as in propitiation or homage. As a verb, sacrifice means to surrender or give up for the sake of something else. Lord, what are you calling me to do? 
What am I missing? You know, our culture today is that we have to have things right now. That's kind of our motto, isn't it? Got to have it right now. I can't wait till tomorrow. I have to have it right here and right now. You know, you've heard on demand. You've heard brief happiness. And you've probably heard also of instant gratification. That's all part of our generation. We have to have it now. But what is Jesus calling us to in this passage? Sacrifice. What does that mean? Have you ever heard of the marshmallow test? Well, it's a very interesting study put out by uh, Stanford University back in the 1960s by Walter Mischel and his colleagues, known as the Marshmallow Test. The study started back in the 1960s. It was published in 1972. And what it consisted of was four- and five-year-olds going through this study. And researchers took hundreds of four- and five-year-olds, they put them in a room, sat them down in a chair, and gave them a marshmallow and said, to the child, you can have this marshmallow and I'm going to leave the room. But if you don't eat the marshmallow, when I come back, I'll give you two marshmallows. So you can either have this one now or you can wait until I come back and I'll give you two marshmallows. Interesting. What would you have done? These were four and five-year-olds, right? The temptation is to have it right Now, I want that marshmallow right now. So what ended up happening is in this study, these researchers followed these these kids. Forty years later, they came to the conclusion and they watched these kids grow. They watched their patterns of how they behave through society, how they dealt with with, um, authority. And they came to find out that the power of delayed gratification... That is waiting for the waiting till the researcher comes back and getting two marshmallows instead of one. Researchers have found out that those students, those kids who waited, had higher SAT scores, lower levels of substance abuse, lower likelihood of obesity, and better response to stress. I kind of went through quite quickly on that, but it's interesting that these are small choices. But those small choices had an impact on the later choices that they made. The sacrifice that they made at that moment of not eating that one marshmallow, the reward far outweighed that little sacrifice. Look at this quotation by one of my favorite authors regarding big choices and little choices. Never forget that thoughts work out actions. Repeated actions form habits And habits form character. And I may add, character determines your destiny. What are the choices you're making today? Do they have an impact on eternity? Absolutely. We see this rich young ruler. What lack I yet? I want everything right now. But perhaps God is calling us to a life of sacrifice, to learn to wait and be patient. Paul tells us, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present life are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be what? 
revealed in us. My friends, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the struggles that you may have. But God is calling us to a life of sacrifice, to learn to make the right choice and recognizing that the reward that we will experience hereafter is far greater than the sacrifices we make now. What lack I yet? The second principle that I found in this passage was the principle of surrender. Surrender, what is it? Surrender is a military term that's often used is when, when one party decides that they're going to submit to another. By definition, surrender means to yield something to the possession or power of another. This rich young ruler, his heart was in his stuff. He had not yet come to a complete sense of surrender. This morning we sang the song, I Surrender All. And God calls us to a life of complete surrender. You know, um, about a year ago, one of my dreams was to, to get my master's degree in digital cinema and film production. So I decided I was going to look online and see if I can earn my master's degree. I did some research. I was able to find a university. I contacted the university professor and he said, let's do an interview. And I said, okay, let's do an interview. I had the interview and uh, all was going well. This is based out of Hollywood. But you do it online. And uh, he asked me several questions. Why do you want to be, why do you want to take this degree? What do you want to do with it? I gave him the, the, the usual answers. And then he said to me, you're accepted into the program right here, right now. Just, just apply. You're in the program. I said, really? He said, really? Just, just apply. And he said it to me three times. And so I felt really great about that. But I said to him, I have a question for you. I see that on the curriculum, there's an internship for about a month. How many days a week do I need to be doing this internship? He said, you have to be there six days a week. Oh, okay. And what days are those? Monday through Saturday. Monday through Saturday. I said, oh, that's, um, I have a problem with that. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. Is there any possibility for me to do that Saturday class on Sunday? Any chance at all? He said, no. Are you sure? Is there, I, I, I can do whatever I can do to make that happen. Are you sure I can't take that class on Sunday instead? He said, no. Well, I said, thank you very much. I will certainly be praying about my decision. So I prayed about it, but I already knew what the answer was. And their answer was to surrender. I had to surrender that dream. Why? Because I recognized that there was a greater reward at the end. And that is the reward of following Jesus. Was it easy? No. Because it was one of those things I've always wanted to do. But God calls us to a life of surrender. Let me ask you, my friends. Where is your heart today? Is it in your stuff? Is it in your titles? Is it in your education have you surrendered all to God? 
This young man was being called to a life of surrender. When I see this passage, Jesus was calling him to surrender it all. Where is your heart? The last principle that I'd like to share with you is the principle of selflessness. Selflessness. Let's look at this word for just a moment. By definition, if we look at this word and we break it down, how do we define this word? It's pretty easy, isn't it? It's less of self. Less of self. It's selflessness. Selflessness, by definition, having little or no concern for oneself, especially with regard to fame, position, or money. In layman's terms, it means putting the needs of others before my own needs, before my own desires, and before my own convenience. Selflessness. Back in 2012, a policeman by the name of Officer L. DePrimo was put on patrol in the city, in the, uh, in the streets of New York to counter terrorism. He was roaming the streets and it was a cold November evening and it was cold in New York. He was walking down the street and he f- saw this beggar sitting on the street. He was shivering, sitting on the sidewalk and he didn't have any shoes on and he didn't have any socks. Officer DePrimo looked closer at this beggar and he saw that there were blisters on his feet because he was, the man was just freezing. It was just cold. Officer DePrimo was moved with compassion. He decided he was going to take action. So what did he do? He went into the department store and he bought a pair of boots and socks. He stepped out of this department store, went to this young man, as you see, this, this gentleman here, went to him and decided he was just going to give him the boots and the socks. And as Officer DePrimo was doing that, a tourist from Arizona just happened to be watching, took out her cell phone, and took a snapshot of what she just saw. That's this picture right here. That evening, this tourist went back to her hotel. She contacted the New York Police Department and said, do you have uh, a policeman that's out in this area? And they said, yes, we do. Well, he did a really great thing. I'd like to send you his picture. Okay, send us the picture. This picture was sent to the police department in New York City. The New York City Police Department decided to take that picture and put it on their Facebook page. The next day, Officer DePrimo came to work and the press was there. The media was there. Everybody was there. Good job. You're our hero. Wonderful. We saw what you did. Officer DePrimo was like, what are you guys talking about? I have no, I'm clueless. What's going on? They told Officer DePrimo that somebody took your picture as you are doing this good deed. Really? I didn't do that with the intention of becoming a hero. He just did it out of the goodness of his own heart. He was moved with compassion. An act of selflessness. He didn't do it to get fame or to get riches, or to get recognition. In the story of the rich young ruler, could Jesus be calling us to a life of selflessness? Could Jesus be calling us to put the needs of others first before our own? 
Turn with me to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, verses 23 to 24. Luke chapter 9, 23 and 24. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will surely find it. What lack I yet? Is God calling us to a life of sacrifice? Is God calling us to complete surrender? And is God calling us to a life of selflessness? Selflessness? Less of self? I don't know where you are in your journey of life today. But I pray that as God speaks to your heart, that the answer that you can give to Jesus will be found in Galatians 2.20. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians 2, verse 20. And the answer is, I have been crucified with Christ. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by who? By who? By the faith by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My friends, is God calling you? And I pray that our answer will be yes, Lord. Here I am. Take me. I want to be used of you. Amen.